Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. In episode four, we are going to talk about the different types of scenes that can be done in the BDSM slash kink community. We have them in private. You can do them at parties. You can do them in dungeons, all kinds of different spaces. In home, right. Now, obviously, electroplay is your number one. Fa- absolutely favorite kind of thing to do at parties and events. Is there anything else that you might be interested in doing or would like to do? I, you know, I've done a few. I tried rope. I did have that experience a few months ago. That was fun. Just probably not what I'm going to continue. I've done wax. I don't know. I think I'm I'm kind of, I already know what I like and I kind of tend to stick to it. What about you? Well, I have my four favorites, which is impact, rope suspension, needles, and staples. Those okay. are my top four. I've done wax play. I've done fire play. And I think, and I've tried electro play. <laughs> so I think that's about it. So with the um, staples. Yes. So you that's your more recent addition, That's right? the last thing I added. The, the progression is actually in the way that I named them. So I did impact first. Mm-hmm. Then I tried rope suspension. Then I tried needles. Then I tried staples. Okay, cool. So, which is kind of a good segue into blood play. Let's talk about because blood play. Because I know that's your favorite yeah. subject. So, blood play basically is any kind of scene that's going to result in blood. And there's a lot of different ways to do that. There's playing with razors, there's playing with knives, there's playing with needles. Some people like to bite to the Ow. point of there being blood. There's a whole subculture of vampirism. How you say it? Vampirism. Vampirism, I think, yeah. Of people who like to bite until there's blood, and then will suck the blood. I'll bite as a little, like a lot, but I don't think I ever draw blood. Uh, Blood play can also mean just the smearing of blood. So some of my scenes that I have done with specifically spiked paddles to get the most blood, we've done some crazy stuff my top has decorated me in blood she's written my name on it i've told her she can play tic-tac-toe so you know the story you have to tell right the butterfly dexter oh my dexter scene well that's a different scene but also my butterfly the butterflies were the ones that turned me green so the butterfly scene is basically where we did a blood play scene covered me in blood and then we took a canvas an artwork canvas and made a butt print <laughs> of the blood that was from my butt. And we treated it, so it's perfectly safe. And it, there are actually two pictures, and they're hanging up in my dungeon right now. And they did actually look like... what? It, what is that called when you have like the ink splotches that the... Oh, Rorschach? I think so. It looked like that. Right. And, you know, everybody says, oh, it's a butterfly or whatever. So I right. said, so- those look like butt... Butterflies. Butt. Yeah. And the name stuck. It stuck. So I have that, and then in another scene that I did with my friend Joe, we did a Dexter scene. Hi, Joe. Hi. Joe is actually the first person I ever did blood play with. He's another one of my favorite tops and somebody that I trust implicitly. So we did, and this wasn't our first time doing blood play, but this particular one, I preset it up in my dungeon 
definitely looked like something out of Dexter mm -hmm. with shower curtain. Is that what those were? That's what they were. And I had them on the floor. I had them on the walls and I had them all the way around. And then Joe and I got into the area. Our friend Highland Tiger taped down two of the shower curtains together to create a sealed section. And he went to town. And that's when I turned around. And yeah, and it was <laughs> it was one of the most fun scenes I've ever done. The music was blasting. I got into the whole thing. In oh, fact, the whole party stopped to watch. We couldn't see a whole lot, but it stopped. I started singing and dancing. He thought I was bratting and he didn't understand it was not bratting. I was just so into it. My endorphins were out of control. <laughs> and then what we did is he took his hand and he rubbed it in all my blood and made this huge handprint, bloody handprint on the plastic shower curtain liner. It definitely... Hence why we named it Dexter. Dexter. So there's a lot of people who like to participate in blood. There's also people who like to, for instance, have sex when the woman is menstruating. And that is also under the category of blood play. Huh. Yes. And again, the same thing. They'll lick the blood. They will decorate with the blood. So there's a lot of things you have to be very careful of. It's probably best if everyone's been tested for Yeah. It's, for again, safety eyes. You have to make sure that you can clean the area. You want to make sure people are far enough back that they don't get the blood on them. In my case, for instance, I have all these paddles with spikes that are used. Those are now considered mine and mine only. Yeah, once We are blood bound. Once you have blood or anything on an object, that's yours only. You can't, you can't really share that with people. No. It's considered, again, very bad yes. etiquette. But slowly I'm bringing people over to my dark side. My friend John, who is another one of my tops, always said he wouldn't do blood play. And I've gotten him into it now. So do I need like an anti-vampire cross so that you... Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we need to get you a garlic necklace. <laughs> what, what else is anti-blood? Anti I just... Woo! Do we need to change the subject? You yeah. okay? Okay. Yeah, I'm starting to. I'm starting so I'm to feel a little faint. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But change the subject. Yeah. Okay. Oh, breath play. Okay, so breath play, as we talked about in our previous episode, or was that two episodes ago? I don't know. Um, I'm so old, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> That's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. You do. So that. breath play is obviously any type of activity where the bottom's breath is being controlled by the top. And you could have anything from just holding a hand over a mouth or choking. And even within choking, you can choke just for a little bit, or you can choke to the point that the person passes out. And I think we mentioned before, we do have somebody in our circle who is medically trained, and this is one of his big things that he does, is uh, the breath play. Right. And man, is he good at it. I haven't tried it. It is on my bucket list of things to try. Not on my bucket list, oddly enough. Really? I know. Blood, I'm totally okay with, but don't take my breath away. Well, I've heard that it's almost like a reset. Like somebody who tried it, I want to say it was Simple Beauty. She said she that it was... She it. Yeah. She did it a couple of times and it's um, blocking of 
so I, I I'm gonna mess this up but she said that when she was out she had like this entire vivid dream it was like a second but she says it felt when she woke up it was like eight hours of being out that's what it felt like and she was all kinds of refreshed so it's something that can be a lot of fun if you know what you're doing I like when my top has his hands around my throat and he's at least limiting my breath Mm, yeah because it's such a sense of control i can see that that's really very sexy and it's a great way to give full submission it's like i am trusting you with my very breathing i still think that i'm gonna try if i'm gonna try it it's gonna be with our one friend who does it when that one particular technique with the arm and this i think that's just really cool i think that's called blood choking Oh, that, yeah, that's what it is. But there's no blood involved, I promise. No, which is actually why I'm, like, willing to try it. It's, um, yeah, I think I think that's just really cool. It's a safer way, he has said, to do choking. Right, because it doesn't take the air. It takes, it just compresses, I think, is what that is. It compresses the sides. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's I would that's definitely say if choking is something that you're interested in, you need to find classes on it. And find somebody really good to start find you off. somebody who knows what they're doing and can teach you a safe way. Do not use belts, collars, ropes, cords, anything like that around the neck. Yeah, because those can very easily slip and cause damage. Yes. You need to do this. It is edge play. It needs to be in a safe way. Very safe. Let's talk about breeding. Oh, yes. Do you know a little bit about a breeding? A little. Oh, yeah. A little. My daddy has a breeding fetish and it was actually, I think, one of the reasons that he uh, he fell in love with me because when we first started dating, I told him, I was like, hey, do you have any like really interesting different kinds of things that you've never tried before? And he was really shy about telling me about it. And I think what did it for him was when I said, oh yeah, I've done that before. Cool. Easy. No problem. And he goes, Really? Like he just couldn't believe it. I do. I use it all the time. It's it's gotten more intricate. I'll tell him stuff like, um, "Oh, you're gonna make my belly swell up," and it's just gonna. He likes the idea of stretch marks everywhere. Oh my! And uh, I tell him, you know, I've actually had to watch like pregnancy porn, and then I describe okay, it. Pregnancy porn? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. It's like very far along pregnant ladies having sex okay and so i described that's what's happening while we're having sex and he goes nuts he absolutely loves it you know you describe lactation it's the act of getting someone pregnant and breeding them that he really he's into it and so i'm like ah no problem i'll use that now there are plenty of people with lactation fantasies fetishes that are separate yes but in his case it's all mixed up together and it's it's just a really fun time i mean it's sort of it's role play at this point but we we just use it and it's like the one thing that if i really really want him to like orgasm and go i'll start that and it's like now does you actually have to end up pregnant at the end of this or is it just the fantasy it's the fantasy yeah for right now okay (laughs) cbt yes is an acronym for cock and ball torture yeah but i mean you put clothespins on your tits so yeah i have no problem hurting my tits or my pussy but for me personally i i like to make nice to the cock not hurt the cock i'll beat his ass black and blue but i want to be nice to the cock but if the cock wants to be hurt cock wants what the cock wants the cock gets hurt yes 
And well, what's really funny is, okay, I have this um, one couple friend that um, they come over for electro sessions and the the husband is super into cock and ball torture at the same time and so we'll hook him up to the electrodes and you know we're doing our thing and we'll flick it smack it it's i've done it it. i've done it (laughs) it is hilarious he is just screaming but also i love it and we're we're like the wife and i are doubled over laughing on the other side just going oh my god this is awesome well it makes sense i love having my boobs beaten so why wouldn't a guy love having his cock tortured i mean i can see why a few of them wouldn't but you know there's several that i've worked with that really really love having their balls messed with i have another client who specifically trades out his uh scrotal piercings for ones that are more conductive before a scene so that so he he ups it all he does he loves it so his normal ones are not conductive but he'll put in ones that are like so like titanium is not that conductive but he'll put in stuff that's way more conductive and i'll just run the wand up like a little zipper and he's a happy camper oh he loves it he absolutely loves it there's tons of different methods techniques styles there's um slapping Right. And you can hold the balls and kind of squeeze them. Squeeze them. Gently. So not so gently. <laughs> stepping. Mm-hmm. Oh, and stepping on them. Yes. Yes. Um, so I've seen uh, a dom wearing boots or high heels and then just kind of stepping and squishing. And um, I have a friend, Panda, who likes to be stepped on. And part of when you step on him is you need to step on his on his dick and balls. Oh, yeah. So do you like kind of squish it in there and dig with the... Yes, I do. it When I've stood on him, I've done it barefoot mm-hmm. and just really push down. There are so many nerve endings in the balls and the dick. And so it makes it extremely sensitive to any type of handling. So even just the pushing down on it with your feet. Mm-hmm. And of course, adding your extra body weight on it is really pleasurable for guys who are into this did you know that you can even inject saline solution into it i did not know that mm-hmm. and what would that do for them um from what well i don't have balls but from what i uh, have gathered it's um it's kind of a pressure building okay kind of situation and then how do you get it back out once you've injected the saline inside of it? that i don't know i've never personally done that to anybody so that's something i would have to find out i think we need to look into can you that. i wonder if you can if it just gets absorbed or if you have to drain it all excellent questions we'll have to find out from somebody who knows more than we do if you know please send us either a voicemail or an email or something because now i really want to know inquiring minds want to know i would now like to talk about cuckoldery okay so we discussed this previously in an episode right i am into the female version of that cut queening yes so it's under that category um a cuckold like we said before is a fetish of men who find pleasure in watching their partner have sex with other men and then in my case it's i find pleasure in watching my daddy get pleasured by another woman yes which uh, a couple people have assisted in we've done that yeah 
I've assisted with you on you that. You have. What was that? His birthday present one year? It might have been. I don't remember. I think I've done it a couple times for his birthday. Yes. But it's not just him getting pleasure out of, you know, being pleasured by another person. It's me watching. I genuinely like it. Well, if I remember correctly, too, you also directed the scene a bit. That's another thing that I like doing. That's um, That one, I would say, is part of me being a dom more than the cuckold yes. fetish. It's, I kind of combined it in that case. And then I would say part of the voyeurism too. That's one fell swoop. Yeah. So in that one scene, I managed to get three fetishes. If there had been a cello playing on the side, (laughs) I probably would have just gone nuts. Or if daddy had an an accent and could speak his oohs and ahs with an accent. What's really sad about that is that man can't do an accent to save his life. All right. Nobody's perfect. (laughs) He has a lot of other great qualities. He tries so hard, but it ends up being one of the worst, most garbled things I've ever heard. And I just laugh my ass off whenever he tries to do an accent. It's horrible. You can still have sex while laughing. Oh, yeah. No, all the time. That's got to be a kink for somebody. But it's a bad accent. (laughs) It's so bad. But yeah, so you can do like threesomes. We've done, well, so the way we did it was I, it wasn't so much a threesome as I watched them and I kind of directed, but I did. I wasn't like physically involved. Well, with us, you were eventually. Did I join in on that one? I believe that was the second time. Yeah, that's true. You you fucked me with the, with the strap on. That's true. Yep, you're right. I remember these things. You see that I you remember. do. I might have actually just been in such a frenzy that I just mentally was like, boop, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not often that I've been fucked with a strap on, so I tend to remember them. You're welcome. Oh, yeah, I had fun. <laughs> Me too. I had a lot of fun. Brought us all closer, don't you think? Much closer. All right. Another thing you might see when you are in the dungeon is cupping. A lot of times you'll see fire cupping, in which case they will take a bit of fire, warm up the inside of the, of the cup, which is usually made of glass, mm-hmm. and then they suction it onto the person's back area or different areas uh were you there at that one party where um the person fire cupping did somebody's uh vagina lips i did not see that oh that was fascinating and i had the best view like front center right there right up into the cup and she just about came on the table she said it was unbelievable damn i will have to try that i have not tried that yeah i'll give you the name of the person i've done fire cupping yeah that was really interesting yeah Uh, another way is some of the cups have a vacuum seal that you kind of use suction to suction out the air Mm -hmm. i could probably do that one better i could handle it just because uh, the heat of the fire kind of would freak me out, I think. I didn't fi- I've done fire play and I've done fire cupping. I don't find fire cupping to be that hot at all compared to fire play. Well, once again, that's going on my bucket list of so, I think it's something you probably want to try. There's supposedly some great healing powers behind it. I've seen people that have gotten that done. What, what's that for muscles? Yes. Okay. I don't know anything mm-hmm. about that side of it. I just know now the, the important, kink side. Right. And the important thing to remember with fire cupping is it's going to leave a mark. In fact, it's going to leave a hell of a mark. Yeah. They turn like purple polka dots, they right? They turn like, well, and they're big. Yeah. Depending on the size of the cup used. Right. Most people that I've seen use pretty big cups. So you're going to have these big, really big purple bruises on your back. Now, the fun thing about that is you can blame that 
like on you got a special kind of fire cupping massage because mm-hmm. there are vanillas who do it yeah from a massage standpoint so you can blame it on that but yeah if you don't want any marks in you fire cupping you could still do but you're going to take a risk and you have to make sure that the person topping you knows you do not want bruises i'm pretty sure that it depends on how much heat is applied to the inside of the cup that also is that's what makes the suction well that's what it is it comes down to how much pressure is built up beneath the cup because that's what's drawing the blood to the surface of the skin which then leaves those distinctive round bruise like marks right so it kind of reminds me of a hickey (laughs) it does kind of look like a hickey but instead of it's round without teeth marks yeah that's they they are kind of pretty looking i will Mm -hmm. say it's definitely on my on my list and they're gonna last for a couple of days those marks so you just have to be a little careful. Yeah, and prepared for it. you already have your, uh, your excuse ready. You have. All right, now we have a big topic to discuss here. A big scene. One of the probably most misunderstood. Yeah, and we already discussed this one a little bit. We, uh, a little bit. A uh-huh. little bit. <laughs> we, uh, we both had trouble understanding this one when we first got started. We did, which is really funny considering now we both are... In that category, yep. Took me a lot longer, I will say. A very, very long time. Well, my first Dom was... Well, we should probably mention what it is first. We probably should, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Just thinking about that. I was like, we never actually said what it was. Oh, I thought we were building up the suspense. Oh, if you want to keep going. No, that's okay. Okay, ready? It is... (gasps) DGLG. Otherwise known as Daddy Dom Little Girl. And there's a lot of different combos for that. Don't just think that it's only a daddy dom and only a little girl. There's tons of different things you right. can do it could, with this. You could have a mommy and a little boy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also, you don't have to have the par- parental figure. Right. There's aunties. Some people call them caregivers. Yes. Instead of da- daddy doms. Yes. So your first dom? My first dom, Voldemort, was a daddy. And <clears> so <throat> we had the daddy baby girl because at the time I did not identify as a little and I still don't identify as a little that's true you don't I don't I am a middle which is the teenagers yeah and you could babysit me I could if we actually I don't think we have ever had that dynamic no I have not and I have not been to your little events because we do have some middles that show up to the the events And they sort of take on the role of the the caregiver. Right. Um, with all the littles running around, they're like, okay, now put your jammies on. No, leave your jammies on. This isn't that kind of party. Most of us are running around in onesies. Yeah, I for me, being a middle is not about then taking care of the littles. Right. I want somebody to take care of me. Which, you know, you could still do at any of our events. We still have that. Right. Um, for me... Gosh, it was, I don't even know. I refused to admit that I was because of the connotation. There's so much stigma, even within the kink community. Yeah, there still is. But okay, so I had this dom sort of i honestly he wasn't even my dom yet he was just somebody that i knew and it we were talking and i had we were talking online and i said something about runs over to you and throws my arms around you in a big old octopus hug and he goes huh you're a little and i went no i'm not what are you even talking about wait what's a little and he goes you don't know what a little is you are so a little i said no what are you what are you talking about that's Ew. Right. The idea that a grown woman would be a child. So then he had this checklist. 
and it was how much did you check off oh my god so many i was like i what are you serious right now so do you like disney movies yes yes and i'm like but a lot of people like disney movies okay do you like the younger level disney movies like the cartoon versions yes well if they're princess movies well i love the princess movies do you like to color sometimes I love to color. I have so many coloring books. But I have to stay between the lines and it well, drives me nuts. I have a new app and it's a color by number app and it like you get to do the colors and it stays in the lines and it's awesome and I love it and it's so detailed. <laughs> anyway, so that's my happy place. I have so many stuffies. I had to put some in a different room. I have several stuffies. Okay. Um, what else did he say? It was, he just kept going down all this thing. And I, do you baby talk was actually, that was it. Do you baby talk? I don't. I do. I've heard you. Yes. Do you enjoy binkies? I do not. So I call my daddy's penis, my binky. Well, you and do he, like to suck on it. He puts it in my mouth to shut me up. You do what you gotta do. I, yeah, I love it. But I also do actually use passies, like the actual pacifiers. Right. They're amazing. I have um, little teething rings that I chew on. Okay. And one of them I actually wear as a bracelet so I can bite onto it whenever I feel the need. Right. Um, And it's not sexual. No. For me. Um, Some people it is. It is sexual for me. I fall more into, you might also hear the term Lolita, Mm -hmm. which is based off of the old movie Lolita. Right. Where it's a young teenage girl and an older gentleman and obviously it's all very sexual so for me i would say it's more sexual Mm -hmm. but i'm more into just particular kinds of music try to get you to watch that uh, disney movie (laughs) oh yeah we actually had an argument about Disney movie which Disney movie we were going to watch I did not want to watch a cartoon and I didn't want to watch the made for TV like what was the original made for TV movie I was I've never been into those and then we figured out oh because you're a middle and I'm a little and there is a slight difference there but I won yeah and then I got to sing she's a bully not a bully I'm just older and wiser yeah and I just have to follow along I did get to wear my really cool bib though for you dinner did wear a bib. I was making a mess <laughs> but what what might you see in a scene like that so I'm in a 24 7 DDLG relationship right. so that is what my relationship dynamic is like I literally call him daddy like other people would call their uh significant others baby or babe right um, and he called me his princess. Yeah. What you might see, and I've seen this in places, is the little is dressed up. She's got on short skirt, maybe over the knee socks. She's walking around with her hair in pigtails. Baby doll dress. Has a, has a binky in her mouth, a backpack filled with activities to keep her busy while daddy's playing. Maybe she's holding on to a stuffy. Might be a unicorn backpack. Might be, huh? Maybe. Yeah. I don't have one of those. No. No, you don't. No. No. Yeah. It I doesn't mean, have sparkles. I did a rope suspension scene with a gentleman who was a daddy. And his little girl sat off to the side and just watched us in her little outfit holding her sweet, snuggly, stuffy. Mm-hmm. And her daddy would look over and would be like, how are you doing, princess? She's like, I'm good, daddy. For my littles parties, it usually we don't have play. They're actually non-play little parties. Okay. And one of my favorites was we we just basically did like a slumber party type thing. And we would be in this giant cuddle puddle on the carpet 
blankies, pillows, stuffies, littles in their onesies, just like laying all over the place. And the daddies were like drinking beer and making us snacks. And they would come <laughs> over to, are you okay, little girl? And all of us were like, yes, we're good. Or, you know, any of the little boys in the room would be like, um, can I have a snack? And we drink out of sippies. There you go. There might have been wine in some of those sippies. sippies. Gotta keep the babies happy. Yeah, what's uh, what's not to like about that? You know, some Kahlua and chocolate milk in your sippy cup. What's up? And one of the things to remember is that just because somebody does DDLG doesn't mean they can't also do impact. Doesn't mean they can't also be sadists or masochists. Um, hi. Actually, Daddy calls me the little mistress. Well, that was what I was going to say next is you could be a little and still be the top or dom. Yeah. That's the wonderful thing about this lifestyle that we lead. Nothing is set in stone. You can do and be whatever feels comfortable and right for you. I've been a sadistic top like me as a little to one of my little friends on my electro table. And it's hysterical. Yeah, that scene that I had talked about, about with the guy who bratted out with me, mm -hmm. my middle came out as I was topping. <laughs> yeah. And my middle was the brat. <laughs> he was bratting too? Yes. <laughs> See, the little who I was talking about when she started bratting, it brought out my sadistic side like you wouldn't believe. And I know this girl and I know what she doesn't like. And she cussed me out during this scene. So I did the one thing that she absolutely hates. Okay, so she likes impact, but she doesn't like it when I press down really hard okay. in one spot continuously, so I did it. Well, that'll teach her. Oh, she learned. She apologized, but it was funny because it was in little voice. <laughs> Never piss off a sadist. No. Unless you're a masochist, and then piss them the hell off. Well, let's talk about that some other time because <laughs> I have opinions on that as well. Yeah. Well, speaking of opinions, we can discuss our opinions on electroplay. Do we have time for that? If you can manage to keep it short. I mean, you thought DDLG was bad. If I can make it through impact with a smaller amount of time, you can make it through electro with a smaller amount of time. Are you sure? Because I've literally done like hour long lessons on this we and seminars know. and... We won't know if we don't try. All right. Well, electroplay, as you might have guessed from my name being Electro Khaleesi and all the times that I've talked about it on this podcast so far, is my bread and butter. I love it. I love it. I love it. I don't. That's my opinion. You can keep your opinion and I will keep mine and <laughs> electroplay is the best and that's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Um, You're entitled we, to your we opinion. We gotta fight after this if she keeps talking about my beloved electroplay. Masochist. I don't know when I got <laughs> a southern accent, by the way, that just don't insult my electroplay. That's all, that, that's all I'm saying. I didn't insult it. I just said I didn't like it. Okay, fine. It's, it's okay. Didn't say I it can... was pointless. I didn't understand it. <gasps> Why would anybody like it? Because it's amazing. <laughs> all right, so now that I'm done waxing poetic about uh, electroplay... <laughs> It is, um, like we have said before, a type of edge play. It can be very dangerous. So if you do test it out with somebody, please, oh my gosh, please guys, make sure that that person knows what they're doing. There's been quite a few times where we've been to dungeons or to play parties and there's somebody who just because you have a kit doesn't mean that you know what you are doing. I am adamant about this. It is dangerous. It is literally electricity being fired through units of whatever. If you have any kind of 
like if you have a pacemaker, we learned cochlear implant, also not uh, not great because it can short the battery. I had no idea. See, I knew about the pacemaker. Oh, pacemaker, never, ever, ever. If I you do not know about pacemaker, the cochlear. Pacemaker, pregnant, um, we learned about cochlear implants at an event. It's not like we shorted out the cochlear implant, but it's if it's a device, an electrical device that is implanted into a body, usually you run that risk. better to be no. Any kind of heart problem. That makes sense. And if you have, oh, and this is a, a one that we found out as well. A, um, what is it? The diabetic. Um, oh, the insulin pump. The insulin pump. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's run on a, a system. Battery. Yeah. So we actually have stopped scenes when we discovered that. So if you have anything like that and you want to do a scene, disclose that you have uh, some sort of device and honestly, probably don't do it. Always better safe than sorry. Yeah, this is the one thing that I am going to hammer home over and over and over. I think too many people don't understand that it does fall under edge play. Yeah. They see that it's a, you can just buy for, you know, $110, this cute violet wand kit someplace. Also, don't get it off Amazon. Those have no power whatsoever and they're sold as beauty devices, which, by the way, also not a good idea. They don't work. They're not made for that. Right. Um... So I'm not going to go into like the history of it right now, but basically a violet wand is a device. You plug it into the wall. Always better to have, you know, safety switches and everything to go with it. And you can get different colors, uh, which uh, they're usually with uh, glass attachments to right. the inside on the aperture. And there's gas inside those glass implements and they glow so it's way cool to do in the dark but you can also use metal you can use pervertibles um there's one device there's one attachment where you attach it to yourself and you become the conduit for the electricity oh like when you've done the lines yes i've uh done a daisy chain of electro which was super fun so you i can hold on to somebody and then they become the next conduit and it slowly goes through everybody and once again each one of these people has given consent and each one of these people has notified that they do not have any kind of electrical device or are pregnant so then there's also the tens unit okay and that's muscular and it goes a little bit deeper and again i'll get into this stuff more you know in other scenes but all right something a little simpler is foot worship you will find mostly men though there are some women who have a sexual interest in feet feet Mm -hmm. turn them on you'll see them at events they might come up and offer to give you a foot massage which is great i've been at events where i had somebody give me a pedicure because that's cool that was their thing and it could be just about anything that they do with your feet. Some, some people like dirty feet. If okay. the bottom of your feet are dirty and smelly. I had a client who liked smelly feet. Mm-hmm. So I would wear the same pair of socks for like three days in a row to get my feet as stinky as possible. And that's what did it for him. You washed them right after. Oh, I, I sold them his socks. <laughs> <laughs> but again... <laughs> He got such enjoyment out of it. How could I not enjoy watching him right. have so much fun? And it is great fun to watch somebody else enjoying their kink, I will say. Right. Fireplay. I love fireplay. It's not something I do very often because there's very few people that I trust. You want to talk about edge play. You're bringing fire into your play, putting it on your body. I have been fire fucked. What? 
I have been fire fucked. How do you do that? They blow the fire. Ow! No, that's it's, a good clean uh, shave right there. Watch how good it's hot. Ah. <laughs> no. Sorry. <laughs> no. Sorry. You're, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go there, aren't we? <laughs> Sorry. I, I was just like, Okay. All right. <clears throat> Serious face. Bring it back. Um. So, yeah. It is edge play. Yes. It is. And... You can have where they've put the fire directly onto your body, and it's done so quickly. And if the person knows what they're doing, and please don't play with them if they don't, it's you're not really going to get burned. I've done where they put a towel on top of you, and then a second towel, which they pour rubbing alcohol on, and then that towel with the rubbing alcohol is set on fire. Okay. And you just sit with it on you. You will find if you go to Dungeon 101 Nights... A lot of times, they'll have somebody there who's an expert in fire, and you get to try it. And you should definitely have a fire extinguisher handy. And oh, a you should of have water. a fire extinguisher. You should have a fire blanket that you can throw over mm-hmm. the person and put the fire out. Again, very, very dangerous. Right. So let's talk about something not as dangerous. Well, depends on how you do it. That's true. Impact play. One of my top kinks. So basically, impact play can be anything from spanking to single tail whip and it could be something where it's just light tapping and you're not leaving any bruises and there's barely any red or pink to marks that will last you i've had marks that have lasted me three weeks that's the longest that i've had Ooh, marks that's from. intense i mean i've played with little simple things like a wooden spoon to single tails did I use a wooden spoon on you that first time you that did. I impacted you? The first you? time you've hit me, you did it with the wooden I spoon. I think I did it like it wasn't a it wasn't a lazy smack either. It was no, a you left full a bruise. On, that was great. Now within impact, there's two types. There's what you call thuddy and stingy. Now thuddy is felt deeper in the muscle, and mm-hmm. it's usually caused by a slower, heavier, or softer object. So some things that are considered thuddy are paddles. Some floggers, punching. Punching is a good one. Then you've got on the other side, stingy, which is a strike that you feel right at the level of the skin. It's usually produced by something that's thinner or harder and a lower mass impact material. And that's going to be your canes and your crops and your whips. Surprisingly, spanking is stingy, depending upon how you hold your hand. Yeah, I actually like that. Every once in a while, I'll feel like I'll brat out just to get some spanks. And I definitely prefer the stingy. Yeah. Some people will only do thuddy. Some people will only do stingy. Some people like me do both. Mm -hmm. And the important thing is to know so that you can tell your top when you're negotiating. So I know myself well enough to say to my top, I need thuddy to start with. And once you've warmed me up, you can then switch and go back and forth between thuddy and stingy. Oh, okay. So it's very important anytime you do these kind of scenes is really afterward, think about it. What did I like? How did it feel? I don't like a lot of hitting on the side of my legs, Mm -hmm. but I'm totally okay if you hit my thighs. So actually interesting to note, thuddy or uh, impact play and electro play have an interesting relationship. Through experimentation, we have discovered that electro play before impact play you can take more impact because your endorphins and adrenaline are already up that makes sense but if you go the reverse 
any sensation from the violet wand say is so much more intense and it's less you can take less of it i have the same situation with rope suspension and impact i need to do rope suspension first i get the endorphins going and then i go into impact when i've tried to do it the opposite i ran into problems of areas of my body being sore and not being able to handle the rope so and i had to red it and takes be a lot down. to be able to know yourself that way. You just really, really have to experiment. Right. And ask your top questions. Did you notice that I reacted better with one kind of implement than another? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes if your endorphins are really going, you're too floaty. You're too spacey to know what's going on. So ask your top. They should be paying attention yeah. to what's going on. Um, so much more we could talk about with impact, but tons, tons will be here all day. So we'll save that for another time. Knife play we've discussed briefly in the other episode, and that's just basically the use of a knife. You run it over the body, not the sharp cutting side. You usually use the other side, but you can use it as part of your mind fuck because you make somebody think you're cutting them and you don't actually do it. I had a really fun knife play scene once and apparently that was, uh, I got up off of that table, thanked, I don't remember doing this by the way, thanked the person who did it, went straight over to another person and just cuddled. I think I was there that night you did that. Uh-huh, I yeah. think you might have been, but I'm, I was floating for like a the good The couple who do the hours. knife play or also do the fire play. Yes. Yeah, they're the ones who yeah, fire They were me. good. Medical play. Medical play is another fetish of mine. And it's a huge umbrella. A lot of things fall under There's medical so play. There's so much to go under that. So um, it's basically role playing where the partners can be uh, medical professionals, nurse, mm -hmm. doctor, gynecologist, you know, whatever you're into. Hey, if you want to be a surgeon, go for it. And then the other person is the patient. I had a guy with a dentist fetish. That's a new one. Oh my God. He used to send me messages and ask me how many fillings I had. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, that is fascinating. I've never heard of that. I hadn't either. Oh, that's so cool. Oh man, I got to look that one up. Okay. <laughs> so it's medical fetishism. So, but it's not necessarily like the nurse wearing the old latex, you know, version of the uniform with the white right. and the red cross and the little cap. It can be. Right. But there's so much more to it. You can have, you can do a mindfuck scene with that. You can do a C and C scene with it. It's such a huge umbrella term for so many different kinds of scenes. I remember at one of my favorite uh, places that closed, they had an entire room dedicated to medical play. Yes. You can put, in addition to all of that, though, things like the stapling that I do, mm -hmm. that is considered part of medical play because probably I'm using medical staples. And urethral sounding, which sounding we talked about also before, falls into that. definitely medical. So you've also got mind fuck, which is basically head games, where in the BDS scene, the dominant individual manipulates the psychological or emotional state of the submissive. And again, this is one of those things that you have so many different levels. Right. There's interrogation scenes. Humiliation goes under that right. too. We could, have, as I said, I brought mindfuck into my time with my submissive, where they think the hit's cutting, coming from one direction, but it's actually coming from another. You can do mindfucks with knife play, where they think they're being cut, mm -hmm. but they're really not being cut. It's about controlling your submissive or bottom's mind and making them think something's going to happen that isn't going to happen. 
Now you have to be very careful with mind fucks. You really have to know your bottom's limits because you could mess with them yeah. big time. And you don't want to do that. Interrogation scenes, humiliation scenes especially, those are, are difficult. We've witnessed some people do interrogation scenes, which tends to include a lot of humiliation. And in this case, what happens is before the scene, the bottom is told a certain phrase or a certain number. And now the top is trying to get it out of them. Mm -hmm. And they go through a series of interrogation techniques to do it. We've had the bottom pee themselves. Yeah. Because they were so upset during the course of the interrogation. So it's but something you have to be so careful with. You have to negotiate that very carefully. All right. Mummification. So mummification, I've seen it done a multiple different ways. I've seen it done with saran wrap, where the person was just head to toe saran wrap with just an opening for their nose and an opening for their mouth. I think I'd like to try that one, actually. It would be fun. Not, I probably tried not it above yet. my neck, but everything else. Yes. Well, you can start the first time with it not being beyond your neck. I've been mummified with rope. Mm -hmm. Things like the vac beds. Daddy got that. The vac cubes. Those are a type of mummification where a person cannot move. That's the whole point. You're held. Yeah. In place and cannot move. Yeah, it's supposed to be freeing. It's um. Even though you're, you're completely constrained, you're free. It is. The vacuum, the reason I loved the vacuum is you get down on your hands and knees into it. All the suction is pulled out, and then the vacuum is tilted onto the side. So now your head is up, mm -hmm. and you're just floating. You're literally just floating. The only other time I felt that floating feeling is with suspension. Yeah, I really wish I could do that one. I know. Can't do it all. You want to talk about needle play? I would love to talk about needle play. So needle play is, is not that fancy sounding. It's basically putting needles into your body. Play piercing would be incorporated in that. So you can have very thin, tiny needles. I've seen very wide needles that put through. You can do it at the level I do, which is you just make pretty pictures with the different color needles. Mm -hmm. I've seen scenes where the needles are everywhere and that person is just pouring blood. Like I've seen scenes where the needles were in the forehead and head wounds bleed a lot. So that's sort of nasty. And then there's, there's piercings and then there's suspension with hooks through the back of, of their back and that's what they hang from. Yeah, if you listeners could see the look on her face right now. <laughs> I'm sorry this is not video because the look on her face right now is one of disgust. I, it's blood. Yes. Yes, it I is. I can't do blood. No, like, you can't. Me and blood are not friends as no. evidenced by all the times that I turned gray. Yes. Watching you. I know. <laughs> I just, I can't do it. More power to you, but I, that's just not me. I don't know if it's a phobia. No, it's not. I just, it's not, not everybody. It's not me. I was not comfortable with blood for a long time. I've just gotten past that. And again, needle play, something to do only with experienced people. I have actually only ever allowed one person to put needles in me because I trust her implicitly. I had watched her do needle play for almost a full year before I ever agreed to let her put a needle in mm -hmm. me. It, I mean, if, if you do it with somebody who fucks it up, you could get really sick. You could get infections. They could go too deep. And then there's too much blood. Yeah. It's uh, definitely under the edge play category. Yes. 
So another thing that you might see, and I'll do this one quickly, even though I like it as well, is called objectification. And it's where the bottom is treated as an object. Okay. And you could be uh, renamed Toy or any other kind of nickname where it just takes away your identity and you are no longer you. I've been a footstool. I have been a human sex doll. Oh, it's your husband's uh, bachelorette party. Somebody turned into a sushi bar. Yeah, that one was cool. She um, had sushi all over her and she wasn't allowed to move. She just... Um, she was just a table. She was serve. just a table. Yes. She enjoyed that. So you can also put um, sometimes pet play in this category. It depends on you know what kind of scene you want and what your dynamic is and what you're going for at that point. And plus how much you love your pets because I don't think you could objectify your pet. No, I can't. But you know, <laughs> she's I your could baby. Probably I objectify a human pet. Yes, maybe. No problem. <laughs> Bring it. Uh, so let's segue into pet play. Okay. My favorite story is, so this is something, again, that was I was not comfortable with. For a very long time, I was uncomfortable with this concept. And now I'm just like, okay, cool, let's, that's fine. Um, so my favorite was uh, the girl that I had literally just met, identified as a wolf. Right. And I was like, okay, so how do we do this? Do we put your food on the floor? And she just nodded and was like nonverbal. And I was like, do, do you talk? And she shook her head. So we did this thing where we pretended we trained her to lift one paw for yes and two paws for no. And there she was wearing go. little mittens. And it was adorable. I like watching the difference because the people who do pet play, they do it. They oh, yeah. do it big and they do it right. And so I've seen the puppy play versus the kitty play. And it's really fascinating to watch because if you've been around dogs and cats, you know the difference between the two of them. Big difference. And, and the people who identify as a puppy and the people who identify as kitty have really embraced the particular characteristics of their pet. And it doesn't necessarily have to just be dog, cat. I've seen mouse. We've seen oh, I've bird. I've not seen mouse or bird. Um, but I know pony play. Bunny. Pony play is huge huge like there are that's a separate category all by itself there are shows people go to there's equipment you can buy to turn yourself into a pony it's a serious commitment but if that's how you identify and just like owning a real horse pony play is an expensive hobby i would imagine i i do know some people who are into that a friend of ours has been thinking about it. I know she and her husband have been talking about it. Yeah. But I've never seen it done. If if done, it's actually really cool. You can teach tricks. You can get the headwear and, you know, do all kinds of really interesting things with it. Well, let's move on to my favorite subject after impact, which is rope. All right, let's go. I love rope. Rope falls into, for me, three different categories. You've got your rope bondage which is you're tying, but you're not suspended. So it might be as simple as you have tied your submissive's arms and or legs to the bed, or you've tied their wrists above their head. Rope bondage could also be rope corsets. So you've put beautiful oh, cool rope around their body. That's how I started. I started with rope corsets. Oh yeah, and your boobs must have been like out they looked good. to Timbuktu My at that point. My boobs looked good. <laughs> Then you've got shibari, which is art with rope. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they are complicated ropes. 
They are beautiful. If you go to demonstrations, it's a whole show. They've got music going and the person's tied one way and then they pull the rope and it makes them go in a different way and they tie a little bit more and it makes them go a third way. And it's a beautiful show. Shibari's used a lot in rope suspension. I've done different kinds of rope suspension. When I started, I did rope suspension where there was a lot of rope holding me up. I felt very safe, lots of rope holding me up. But as I learned more about the art form and as I got better, and then I met Simple Beauty and the rope suspension for us became more like shibari and it became art. We would get into these moods of let's create something beautiful. And I learned to love hanging upside down by rope. And she loves showing you off like that. Oh yeah. And spinning. I would love spinning. Spinning upside down is fabulous. Rope is my happy place. Impact makes my endorphins go haywire and I'm hyperactive. Rope for me is my meditative place. It's literally as soon as the rope touches my body, I can feel myself just go, <sighs> and, once and again, I've relaxed. I'm the opposite. I tried it. That made me so tense. Yeah, it's not for everybody. I've had friends who've tried it and I think the rope was on them for three minutes and they were like, it needs to come off. Please get it off now. Oh, I lasted longer than three minutes. It was just a very, I was kind of like, do I stay like this? What's supposed to happen? I, I wasn't getting that rush that you do. And I was, I stayed like that so that I could find it. Yeah. But it just, it wasn't there. And for me, it'd be like, uh, Simple Beauty would be like, it's time to come down. I'd be, I'd go, huh, wah, huh, no, I don't wanna. <laughs> I don't wanna come down. I just, I love suspension. It's, it's probably the one kink I could not give up. Right. At all. Sensation play is also extremely interesting. And it's one of those things where you have so many different things under that umbrella. It's, it's almost too much. Let's see, you can do sensations with taste, you can do hearing, you can do obviously on the skin with touch, wax, electro, sometimes rope goes in that category, knife play, fur, tickling feathers, silks. There's so, so much. Yeah, it's a great thing and it can be incorporated into any of the others. One of my tops, John, what, and he does impact with me. He has this soft, cushiony mitt where he will like hit you and then he'll right, wipe it, you know, rub across your back. Mm. And he'll hit you. And it's the alternating senses back and forth that are very wild. I do that with the bear claw. So it's an electrical implement that I use with the violet wand. And it's got claws on one side and then it has the rabbit fur. Right. on the other side and I go alternating between the rabbit fur and the electros electrified claws that are really sharp. It's a lot of fun. Just like wax play is a lot of fun. I have you done wax play? I did one time. Yes. I love wax play. It's not something I do very often because I I really want to try to get in my impact and my rope suspension and the others. But sometimes especially after I've had a really tough impact scene where I'm covered in bruises, I need to give my body anywhere from two to three weeks to recover. Mm -hmm. So I need to find other ways to get those sensations and wax play is a fun way to do it. And so having the wax poured on you and we have friends who are very much into it and they create these beautiful works of art with different color wax on your body. And I think I mentioned before the fluorescent ones. Fluorescent ones. I've done fluorescent They're so ones. so beautiful. They're so pretty. And then there's the fun of having it 
scraped off. Usually it incorporates some type of knife play mm -hmm. where it is just scraped off of you. And if you're really lucky, they'll scrape off a really big chunk of it that you can keep as a souvenir. <laughs> I've had that done. So this last one, I think maybe we'll just go through really fast because These neither both, one of it us... It ekes us both out. And we don't really know anything about it. Like, we have friends that are into it, but it's not something that I've had any experience in. Nor will I. I feel about, about water sports the way you feel about blood. It's just not happening. No, it's not. Uh, water sports is, again, urine play. And it's involving urinating on another person. It can involve drinking the urine, right. which, you know, I just, again, with me, bodily fluids, I'm not going to have somebody else's bodily fluids on me, no. or in me, whatever. It's very much part of the humiliation play and a lot about control and objectification. You are definitely part of that. You are no more than a toilet. I can use you how I want. So if that's your kink, great, great do it. You won't find us doing it. No, that's probably one of the ones that I just, that's on my definite hard will not even try limit list. Yeah. And it's not something you're really going to see at a public dungeon. Too many public dungeons have rules for health and safety of people. So bodily fluids are mm, limited in yeah. what they will and will not allow. And that's, um, but you definitely, that's in private scenes. Very much so. There's a lot of people who do that in private scenes. So I think that's an overall picture of what you might see. In a it, dungeon, in a play party. It's by far not the only things you will see, but they are the main ones that you will see. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail through anchor.fm slash pink kink and maybe it will be shared on a future episode. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife at the handle Pink Kink Podcast. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast, and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to help support us, we're on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pink kink podcast. Even if you can't support us financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Those five-star reviews really help. Don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. So until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted. <laughs>